Hello and welcome to this week's recording of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. I'm your host Ashwin. We have a full house today. Varun's joining us from Singapore. It's pretty late night. DJ's joining us from London in the middle of the day and it's early morning for me. Gents, how are you doing? Varun, let me come to you first. It's been, we took a week off. It's been nice to get a little bit of a hiatus, but somehow at the same time both a lot has happened and not really much has happened in the world of cricket in the in the two weeks right yeah it feels like i'm reading a lot of cricket buzz and cricket info but i'm not watching a lot of cricket i think that's the best way to kind of sum up the last two weeks of uh, in in the cricketing world and lots of lots of cricket on not just indian cricket and i'm sure i shouldn't touch upon that but yeah i think that's the best way to summarize a lot of reading but very little watching yeah it is interesting that I mean, we felt like we needed a break, DJ, and we talked about this and we posted that we needed a little bit of a break after the T20 World Cup and the, the two years of, of hype and build-up and team selection discussions. But it doesn't seem like our players get a break, right? We went straight from the the World Cup ending to a New Zealand series, which was mostly in the news just because of rain, to be honest. And we'll talk that a little bit in the second half. Yeah. But do the players need more of a break too? Or do the fans need a break? Or is everybody back and ready to go already? No, let's be clear. Some players get a break. It's like the C-suite. They get okay, to take a vacation. Okay. So the, the, well, the executives get vacation days and the rest of them don't. Yeah, so Rohit was off, Virat was off, uh, but the minions were carrying on. I mean, the New Zealand series was, it was a bad time for me. The game started at like, I think one thirty at night for me for the ODIs and the T20 started at uh, 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, mostly in the news for rain. But I mean, honestly... And we'll come to this when we talk about Pant and things later, I'm sure. The amount of cricket that this Indian team is playing is mind-boggling. And it's we specialise and we love following the Indian cricket team. But it's so hard just keeping track of who's playing what. All the different formats. It's, it's nuts. It's got out of hand. Yeah, I mean, speaking of all the different formats, Varun, we're going to talk about India-New Zealand, but we'll talk a little bit later. Because what has just happened is India has just kicked off an ODI series, bilateral again, against Bangladesh. And it has been a bit of a shocker, if you will, right? Like, I don't think anybody would have predicted traveling to Dhaka, getting 186 all out, and uh, and then almost winning and losing. So we'll talk about the specifics. But let me start a little bit with ODI team selection. And I'm, I'm, I'm about convinced this show is going to become a, a selection podcast because it seems like it's all we talk about. But talk to me about about the choices, right? So DJ mentioned the senior players got a bit of a break. And now the 50-over format has started again. And your top three are Rohit Sharma, Shikhar Dhawan, Virat Kohli. What is the, what's the, the reason? What's the, the, the driver of playing this, the kind of same senior top three? Are we, are, are we thinking 2023 World Cup and is this the right call? I don't know, man. There's like, I just, I, I've lost faith. I've lost faith in this this setup. Um, I think this is what we played in 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Like this top three. Like that would be a fun fact to go for. That's I mean, not wrong. I, I the, they, these guys, yeah. yeah, 2015, the World Cup was 2015. Rohit. Yeah, and that's why I purposely said Shikhar, one year before the World Cup because I'm Rohit, sure that's Shikhar where they started. Virat, yeah. yeah, I don't think 2013 Champions Trophy was exactly this lineup, but. I, actually, I think it, it probably was. It was um, Rohit Shikhar and Virat. And then yeah. you had Ajinkya at four, Suresh Raina at five, MS Dhoni at six, Sureja yeah. and Ashwin seven, eight. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. So what I was saying is just, just think about that. Right? 2013, this is like we're in December 2022. It's been 10 years of these guys opening uh, the, the batting. I, 
I don't know what to say. Okay, like we've discussed it. I discussed it with a friend. I think once 2019-2020 happened, all of us mentally... I think I think it's not a surprise to any of us. All of us knew that Rohit and Virat are going to play till 2023. Now, nobody could predict the captaincy will change. I really thought captaincy will stay with Virat and after that he'll just give it up and we don't know if he'll continue after that. But till 2023, in my mind, I had kind of thought nothing much will change. Of course, we lost so much after that that I thought of a change would be forced. Um, but man, even if you keep Rohit and Kohli around, Shikhar Dhawan's averages, like his strike rate is 75 in 2022 in ODIs. And he has basically played Sri Lanka, West Indies and Zimbabwe, right? And his strike rate is 75. I... I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say because the next two are, or next two guys are not great picks either. But I'll let DJ comment on the top three before we go into the middle order. Uh, I don't know. I uh, See, Rohit is fixed because he's captain. And King is fixed because he's king. The only one that we can talk about is now Shekhar. But this is the other thing, right? Like, Shekhar had a great, I think, 2018 to 2021-ish. He, he got a lot of runs. Uh, he's probably our best ICC tournament player. I think in ODIs he's been... He hasn't... He's had a bit of a tough... I think he's had a little bit of a tough uh, spell because he hasn't played a whole lot. Uh, because it, it's been... There's been T20. He gets dragged in for these kind of second layer. Then the test matches he's out for. Then the actual T20 stuff that we focused on in 2022. He hasn't really played, right? So... Um, I, I think we've got his stats up on the screen, but I think the I don't think there'll be a change in the top three. To be totally honest, although there your favorite Rutu is is really knocking the bloody door down, man. Eight hundreds in ten matches, he could be a fifty over replacement. He's got the game for that, I would say. Yeah, but did you see what Ashwin no. said about him today? So me? Ash- no, no, no. Our Ashwin uh, or our Ashwin? Our Ashwin. Our <laughs> I, like, I didn't talk about him today. Our, our, our. Uh, we woke up. Ashwin just woke up in the morning, just sledged. Thinking Rutu. about Rutu. <laughs> no, he said, um, Ravishan Ashwin said today itself that while he's breaking the door down, just look at his competition, right? It's like Rohit Dhawan, Gil, Kishan, now even Pant is opening, right? So your, you, your number. You're number six in the line, and you're not really in the line yet. So, it's it's just nuts. It's it's just crazy. I I don't. The know line is a dot to him. Yeah, the line is a dot <laughs> to to who I don't know to Rutu or to someone else. But you're you're number six in line, and yeah, you're saying Rutu, and I know I got a lot of like shit about him. But Gil 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 is yeah, Gil's not even in him, the conversation. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're not exactly. even talking him. Yeah, he, yeah, yes, Babu Rao, exactly. Is it Babu Rao, Rao? Rao Apte? I have yeah. to say, we probably have the best names in our comment- commenters. We're still getting yeah. comments coming in if you're on YouTube from Kumar Sanu, which I'm convinced is the Kumar Sanu. But anyway. Now we've um, got Babu Rao uh, giving us comment. But yeah, Gil, Gil is ahead of Ruturaj and Gil has a game for ODI. And you're still playing Dhawan. I just, and not, not that you're still playing Dhawan, I think. Dhawan may have captained more ODIs than Rohit Sharma in 2022. So, how are you going to drop this guy? So, so yeah, I mean, I think it seems like it's the same pattern. And I want to talk a little more about the rest of the team. But it seems like the same pattern where you're far enough, you're close enough to the next World Cup. We're like, well, let's just let these few guys see it through, right? Which is what we said with the T20 World Cup. 
he said let's the, let's let these guys see it through and after the disastrous result i mean it's varun it's shocking almost that coming in 2019 it felt like this was a great chance it felt like i don't know it felt at least maybe as an indian fan with the bias but it felt like we had a reasonable shot it sitting here in the prep for 2023 doesn't quite feel like we have we have a real shot which is a scary thought right yeah we don't have a real shot let's be honest it's at home but i'm pretty sure like 50 people who will play the world cup have played more cricket in india than their home country because of the ipl and india tours and stuff so it is yeah it this is not like this is not the side that's going to that's going to win this world but, cup but but you know why we don't also have a shot because our captain says oh world cup is 8 or 9 months away it's too long to go for us to prepare for it so let's just see how it goes Yeah and there was a scene in the Mahendra Singh Dhoni movie where he calls up the selectors in 2008 and says I want to drop uh one of Sehwag Sachin and Gambhir and the selected committee says but why now the world cup is world cup to be 3 saal dur hai and Dhoni says world cup sirf 3 saal 3 saal dur hai and our man is sitting 10 months from the world cup and saying it's 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 too uh, it's too early to it's think about this world cup And Crickinfo put a great picture with that quote as well. It was just a masterpiece of journalism. Anyway, Rohit Sharma aside, Varun, let's talk about four and five then, right? Shreya Sayer at four. I, I mean, personally, I think he's earned his spot in the fifty-over format. There's a lot of debate to be had about him in the T20s, maybe even the Tests. But I think in the fifty-over format, I'm happy with him. Although there's a lot of calls for Sky, KL Rahul at five, and donning the gloves, right? Like it's one thing to say, okay, let's bring in a. a temporary or not a temporary but like a whatever part time keeper for 20 over format then to say to make him do it for 50 overs like was what what was the logic with that decision was that the right call i think in 2019 or just after 2019 they started this challenge um and at the time you know you didn't have your rishabh pants you didn't dhoni had just finished and your kishans weren't really on the scene so at that time i think it made sense okay rahul is a is a good batsman i was going to say was a good batsman rahul is a good batsman he's a part time keeper but it solved india's number 5 issue at the time today again with so much variety with your jadeja and pandyas with the washington sundar with um people like rishabh pant and sky there is just again way too much like there, there's way too many people for each each slot and i agree with you shreyas ayer has earned his keep right so let's let's give credit where it's due but kl rahul again what what is he doing do you really want to go into a world cup with a with a substandard keeper uh, i'm not sure yeah and i mean that showed right and we'll come and talk quickly about the game but dj let me wrap up the the selection question with you and and say it seems like we said hey for batting let's go with the tried and tested the guys who we uh, who have played with us for two world cups at least now maybe three and have Yeah, I guess two. And so let's stay with the consistent, reliable batting order. And when with bowling, we've said, "Hey, let's just try it. Let's try different things, right?" Shahbaz Ahmed, Shahrzul Thakur, Deepak Chahar, Mohammad Siraj, and Kuldeep Sen. What is the what is the logic or thinking there? Like, I don't. At least three of these guys aren't really in consideration for the fifty-over format for the World Cup. So why did we just decide let's play brand new bowlers? So I think maybe Shahbaz is being looked at as a, a replacement for Jadeja if he isn't going to be fit for the World Cup. So he's a left-arm spinner, big hitting bat, right? Um, <clears throat> Kuldeep Singh, a bit of pace, did well for the Rajasthan Royals last year in the IPL. 
he bowled okay today. I think he picked up two for thirty-seven. A little bit of pace. Um, I was disappointed not to see Imran Malik again. I don't know. We keep picking him, but maybe he's just great in the nets or something that he that he's being kept safe in the nets and he'll be unleashed in the final of the World Cup. I don't know what the plan is. There it seems to be some major master. Especially when you play four quicks anyway, right? It's one yeah. thing to say, hey, we're going to play two or three quicks and he doesn't make the cut. You played and four how, and he didn't make the cut. How good would it have been to have him when you need one wicket to get with 50 runs to go? He would have just blasted out. You saw what he did, right, in the IPL last year. He's pure pace. And then, um, I mean, Cheher, you saw he made a comeback. Shardul... If the World Cup's in India, how are you really going to play Shardul Thakur? I mean, he doesn't give you enough with the bat or the ball in India, to be honest. Maybe with the ball in seeming conditions, South Africa, England, not in India. I'm sorry, he's not He's not for me in consideration for the Indian World Cup, to be honest. And then Washi, yeah, he's good. But this is, a again, if we go back, we go and get Bhuvi, we pull Bhuvi again and, and we play him all of 2023. That will be another disappointment. But we have no idea who our best five bowlers are in, in ODI cricket, right? Do we know? I don't know but, the answer to that. But the World Cup still 8 to 10 months away. Oh, yeah, long time. Long time. <laughs> no, but you see, you've got Pandya, Jadeja, Bumra, um, arguably Arshdeep. Arshdeep. Uh, and one spinner, yeah. right? And then so, Chahel or... Chahel. Yeah. yeah. So you've but they never the, played together. This is yeah, the other exactly. problem. Everybody's mm. playing in one or two series. No one's played together. How are you going to win tournaments? Sorry, yeah. what No, it's exactly that. It's exactly it's like the FIFA World Cup, right? Like why the first round of matches is so much fun is because this group of guys have not played together. By the time they get the act together and make it to the round of sixteen, suddenly you know you start seeing that whole thing come together. But that's when you start having upsets. That's when you start seeing kind of dysfunctional teams. Um, because you just don't play together. So, we have got our best five, right, uh, bowlers. But best six, because Hardik and Jadeja. But I can't remember the last time all of them played together. But why aren't Chelly or Bishnoi playing in this series? Yeah, I mean, Bishnoi, great, great. Like, he... he Kuldeep Yadav. Kuldeep Yadav, fine. It's questionable. He's not had a great... Yeah, he's not had a great international career. But Bishnoi and, and Chehel, why are they not there? Like, I... What are we missing, man? Like, the whole the whole selection committee has got sacked. Who, by the way, maybe we should ask if they can cover Apparently, the Apparently, Chetan Sharma has reapplied for the job. I mean, this that's just really amazing. having a just very amazing. low, I don't like, know if it's true or low not. self-awareness, right? <laughs> if you reapply for a job you got fired from. It's just Or amazing. you're like, you're deet or you're really low <laughs> self-awareness. But anyway. Anyway. Um... Yeah, lots to unpack. Guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. We're going to take a quick break and we will come back and talk about the ODI and then the rest of the, the world of cricket. But again, it seems like we can spend hours talking selection. This is the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. We will be right back. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter at Nikesh Rugani and at Swaris 16 Never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994DM. Cricket every day, your way. Welcome back. All right, we got a chance to to talk a little bit about the the team selection. DJ, let me come to you and first start with the game. So the first ball is bowled at midnight my time, 
and the last ball is done at like 7, 7.15, which means on a Saturday night, I basically get to watch none of it, which is just unfortunate. So let's talk a little bit about what happened, right? I look at the scorecard and say 186 all out, nowhere close to good enough. But let's talk a little bit about the the breakdown and the fact that we we joke about and criticize Rahul, but he made 73 at over a runner ball, the only batsman to bat it over a runner ball, and made you know, almost more than a third of the team's runs alone. But nobody else really stepped up to the plate. Shakib got a five for Ibadat got a four for Like, it's a horrendous batting performance, right? Yeah, it sounds exactly like the Kings eleven Punjab, right? Like, KL scoring more than a third of the runs at just over a run ball. <laughs> no, jokes apart, it was a good knock by him. But, I mean, nobody else really stood up. Um, it was a 186 is a poor score in ODI. Uh, in four, I think we bowled out in forty-one overs or something like that. Not playing out the overs is a is a crime in limited overs cricket. But these guys have played so much T Twenty cricket; they've probably forgotten what it's like to bat a full fifty overs. That they they probably just got tired too much uh, too much batting forty overs. I mean that that yeah, it's very rare that you see DJ pretty speechless. But Varun, that says a lot about the the kind of knock. Let's talk about the chase then, right? At one point, it looked like a breeze. I almost, <clears throat> I started following it up as I started, as I woke up and I was like, all right, this is done, right? I think they were, what is it, 130, 128-ish well, for four with more than half the overs. So, all right, 60 more runs to get, you're fine, right? And then I think in the span of seven, eight runs, they lost five wickets. So five for eight in the middle, right? With 128 for five becoming 136 for nine. Then you think, okay, they still need 50 runs to win, 51 runs to win. And there's a, you know, you got tailenders batting or you got one tailender batting with a, a number eight. What happened there? How do you lose, how does India lose that match with 50 runs to defend with one wicket? What, what, what happened? I mean, they should have, they, they always should have lost this match. It's just that Bangladesh has a knack of making a game out of it, I think. If, Otherwise, if, no, they're shitting the bag. Yeah, it's like if, if history is anything to go by, they, they probably would have got it to three runs to win. Like, had a 47-run partnership for the ninth wicket and then hit it in the air and got caught. And by the way, I think that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Exactly. So they did exactly that. But our part-time backup wicketkeeper dropped a catch. Dropped a dolly. Like, it was too simple. Like, I saw the video that you sent me. And yeah, that's it. That's it. You, You lose the game. So you... The, the bowlers did well, but never should have, uh, match shouldn't have even gone there. And then when they were in a stage of winning, India just lost it. Uh, it's, it's it's just atrocious, man. I, do, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, this is just one of those where I feel bad saying this as an India fan, but I the bilateral series means nothing to me. I think if we had somehow won it after making 184, a lot of the problems would have gotten swept under the rug. So... I'm actually okay with losing these kinds of matches where, yeah, I mean, Rohit had to confront at the press conference. He did fortunately say, you know what? We didn't bat well enough, right? We've seen in the past he's been able to blame the bowlers. In this case, he said 184 wasn't enough. At the same time, we didn't really bowl well enough either. Like Deepak Chahar, I think, was six overs for nine and then gave like 18 or 19 runs in his penultimate over, including a a couple of no balls or a free a no ball and a free hit like just just atrocious and unacceptable right we got a couple more i think we have a couple more uh t2 uh, odis to go and then 
two test matches start uh, as we get close to the the holidays when folks start getting time off work. So that'll be nice. I look forward to watching that test cricket, which would be nice to see it come back. Also crucial for the World Test Championship. Hopes that Indian fans have those test, yeah, test matches. What are the scenarios there, DJ? We need to win so both. I think we sh- we should we need to win both, um, and not lose more than one test match to Australia in the series in Feb March. So I'm hoping they don't prepare pitches like Pakistan have just prepared for England, and they prepared for Australia, which was just horrific. Yeah, and Ramiz Raja has like come out and started saying it's so embarrassing because I'm I don't understand <laughs> that guy. He's criticizing himself while he's yeah. saying, "If you guys don't come to Pakistan for the Asia Cup, we may not play the World Cup." Yeah, but in the same day, in the same day, day he said our play. pitches are horrible. And by the way, if you all don't come here to play, we'll we pull out. Yeah, but I not mean, for test matches, na? He said we don't know how to make test pitches. Then but why have you ODI invited? <laughs> <laughs> but what happened, what happened with the England team's illness? Like, what what was going on there? By the way, what like half the team, including the support staff, fell ill before. But apparently, it wasn't food poisoning; it was something I'm else. But pretty sure they had what? achari chicken and like they for sure had some achari. I mean, Ben Stokes given achari chicken. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna like control. He's like he's human, like all of us, right? So I do want to come back and talk about the England-Pakistan test for in a few minutes because it is fun. But I'll wrap up the discussion about India with <clears throat> two players who never seem to be out of the news. Rishabh Pant and Sanju Samson. Let's start with Rishabh Pant. Varun, I didn't get to watch the whole interview, but what is, like I, I, the quote that kind of made it famous was where he, it seems like he was being nonchalant about his record, saying, hey, don't question my record. I'm still young. Ask me about it when I'm 30, 32 years old. Is that... Is that true? Was that taken out of context? Is that the way that players should be thinking? Are we too harsh on him, given that, to DJ's point, he just won us an ODI a couple of matches ago? Uh, or what's going on in the world of Rishabh Pant? So it's it's a very mixed uh, situation, right? Because the way that interview was conducted, the the facts are that Rishabh Pant is not doing well in, in white ball cricket, according to me, okay? You all might have a different view, but he's not doing well. A one-off uh, great knock is, is is fantastic. We all are fans of him and we know what he can do. But he has not done well enough, okay? Um, then Harsha Bhogle, knowing that he's not done well enough, kind of provoked him with this question, right? Um, about, about you, you know, I compare you with Sevag and stuff and you came in and you're, you're a white ball batsman but you've become a red ball batsman. And just Rishabh Pant's reply, you could just sense the frustration. Otherwise, a guy who goes around saying bhaiya, bhaiya, bhaiya to everyone has basically lashed out at Harsha Bhogle to the point where Bhogle <clears throat> had to stop asking him questions about his batting and switch to asking him questions about his wicket-keeping, right? To which he said, so do you focus on wicket-keeping? And Pant is like, almost like, yes, I focus on wicket-keeping. Like, you know, let's end this interview because you don't have anything else to ask me. Now, Comparisons are always going to be made. Stats are always going to be looked at. I kind of agree with Pants that you know, at twenty five, just leave him alone. He's not. He's not having a good time. The you know, nobody will continue to play him if he's not doing well. But yes, you want to start talking about Warner and Savag type of comparisons. You got to just. You got to wait a little while. He's behind the game right now. I think he's he's doing very well in tests, but he's just behind the curve right now. That's that's it. And I think it showed in that interview that he was very frustrated. Yeah, I mean, I mean, very well summarized. I think there's an interesting comment that came in. DJ, I'm going to ask you about this. Came from Amrik, but it said if players are going to play for ten to fifteen years, 
like the old times, there'll be a whole generation who won't get a chance. And I think this came in when we were talking about Rohit Shikhar and Kohli. But I want to ask you the same question in the context of Sanju Samson, right? We've talked so much on this show and it happened with Rahane in South Africa and it's happened over and over. But the market value of a player in the Indian setup seems to skyrocket when they are not playing. And is that sort of what's happening with Sanju Samson? Is there a frustration from fans who are just saying, why are you taking him? Why does he not take him on the tours? And when you do, why does he not play? What's the... Like, should Sanju Samson walk into white ball cricket for Team India or at least T20 white ball cricket for Team India? T20, probably. I'd say yes. Because um, Pant hasn't done well in T20 cricket. Right? And I'll acknowledge that because he hasn't done well in T20 cricket. And we've played a lot of T20 cricket in the last year because we've had two World Cups. So, that's been the focus. And T20 cricket hasn't been great. But... Again, this comes back to how much cricket we all watch and they play. Sanju did well against Ireland. He scored 100 there. How many of us actually watched that? Because there was another series ongoing, I think, at the same time. I think the tests were going to happen in England at that time. There was an ODI series happening just as these guys went to Huda and Samsung and these guys were smashing runs in Ireland. So, your attention is always diverted. So, it depends on which bit you're watching. Right. And, and I mean, just to address what Varun was saying, Pant, he hasn't had a great time in T20 cricket, which is recent in our memory. And we have recency bias against that. But I'm reading his last 10 ODI innings. 77, 78, 16, 85, 0, 11, 18, 56, 0, 125, 15. Those are not bad stats. He's got six, six 50s in the last 11 innings that he's played, including 100 and 185. So he's been OK, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, Samsung, the problem is, again, it's, we, the Indian cricket fans need something to be outraged about. For the longest time, it was Virat Kohli's, it was Virat Kohli's captaincy. Then it became Virat Kohli's form. Then it became Rohit Sharma's captaincy. Then it when Bumrah bowled a no ball in 2017, it became his bowling. In the ODI, in the test match when he, we couldn't win, Bumrah was a villain. We need a villain at all points in our time. Right now, the current villains are Rohit, who's unfit, Panth, who's unfit, and Shikhar Dhawan, who bats slowly. Tomorrow, there'll be some new villain. Because there's a new cycle that must constantly be kept fed in the Indian media. That new cycle must be fed. So, now, Kohli scoring runs. Right? Fed is pun intended or not? <laughs> None, none intended, but quite funny. Enough. Just making sure. But now that Kohli's scoring runs, the pressure is off him. I mean, I was watching the Messi documentary, right, the other day. Media pressure has affected somebody like him. Fan pressure has affected somebody like Messi. What is a Rishabh Pant compared to this guy, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get on this guy's head. You're going to get into his head. And he's now gone on a break for whatever fitness reasons. It seems unexplained, right? Like, nobody quite knows why he's gone on a break. He does need a break. I, I do maintain that he needs to come back. The way he plays, he needs to be fresh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's interesting. There's a lot of discussion, a lot of chat in the comments. And thank you all for those of you watching on YouTube who are sending them in. But, uh, you know, some good discussion from Karthik talking about we tend to confuse formats. And that's true. And tend to use lack of format, form in one format to drop the player from a format where he's performed well enough in recent games, which is fair. I think there is something to be said for form transferring over, but I'm a big advocate of this point, which is, hey, you know, focus on the version of the game 
that you're doing well and 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 deliver results there. So so fully agree with that one. Varun, I particularly like this one that came in as you were talking about the interview where Rahul says, I gave the same reply as Pant during my appraisal to my manager and now I'm looking for a new job. So that, that's great. I would like basically you said, sir, comparison to Hama apne life ka party nahi hai. <laughs> comparison karna hai to art sal baad. Art sal baad. Art sal baad. I think, I think that's a great line to give to your uh, to your manager, right? That's perfect. On on that wonderful note, as we uh, wind down to the final few minutes of this show, I want to talk about the two tests that are happening in the other parts of the world. First off, Varun, let me ask you this really quickly. Australia has pulverized the West Indies, but it was absolutely fascinating to watch the scorecard. If you looked at Australia batting first, makes two double centuries. Labuschagne makes a double century. Steve Smith gets to his double. They're waiting for Travis Head to try to get to a century. And then on 99, he gets out and they declared. Um, you know, decent little uh, attempt from the West Indies, made 283. Had a comeback. Australia made 182 then with another Labuschagne century. So I think he's just had a... A, a baby and, and has come back and made a double and a century. You just had a baby too, right? How's, how's your cricket been going recently? Yeah, I mean, I haven't played any tennis ball cricket recently. But if <laughs> he's I, waiting, if I did, He's waiting for you to come and bowl to him, no? 227 yeah, exactly. not out. That's it. That's the goal. But, and then in the end, you know, a, a nice little uh, cameo again from Craig Brathwaite, who seems to be the only West Indian batsman who's, who's really stepping up. So two things I wanted to talk. One, Craig Brathwaite, great century. Two, his, his co-opener... Varun, the, the young guy who's now opening with Craig Brathwaite gives us a little bit of a sense of how old we're getting, right? You want to tell us a little bit more about the, the new West Indies opener? Yeah, he's, he's Shivnarayan Chandapal's son. Like, that's how old we are. Like, we, we watched him, his father in his prime, and now um, his son is playing. And it's great, man. I can't think of, like, too many father-son combinations that we have seen. In, in our time, right? Like I think Antini's son is playing for under nineteen South Africa now. So he was in the world. Yeah, so that'll be fun to that'll be fun to look out for. But like I I can't remember too many great father son doers who we would have watched like from the nineties to Sachin and Arjun, dude. Yeah, yeah Arjun we haven't watched Mumbai Indian star. I do think it's interesting, just to point out, I had to look this up to be like, does the math all add up and make sense? And, and Shiv is only 48. And so, and uh, his son, Sajnarayan, is, is uh, 26. So he had his child at 22, which is young, which, which helps make the math check out as to how we were able to watch both of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But, only, but good to see only him. Ashwin would have gone and checked the maths on this. I mean, I was just making sure everything was above board. I think this, I'll close this one with a fascinating stat. Rahul? Uh, has has said the last time a West Indies opener hit 100 other than Craig Brathwaite was 2013. And I think he's hit the last 11, if I remember reading that correctly, uh, which is just just staggering, right? Imagine the 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 rift, the level, difference in level between him. And that's his, a, uh, that's his what the guy meant. Remember the name. This was the right Brathwaite, though. Correct Brathwaite. Oh, yeah. Craig. Different, different Brathwaite. Craig Brathwaite. Um, <laughs> all right. And then let's quickly talk about what is happening in... Uh, a different part of the world where Varun has talked a little bit about Ramiz Raja and his feedback on the pitches and stuff. But it's the end of day four at the time of us recording this in the England-Pakistan Test match, and it is precariously poised. DJ, let's talk a little bit about your current home country of uh, and how they play uh, baseball and test cricket. What is happening? Here, here's how I saw it. 74 overs got bowled in the first day, not even 90, and they made over 500 runs, which is record, all sorts of record shattering. Four guys made centuries. And then the next day, 
Pakistan came out and made 180 for zero, and suddenly the conversation shifted from being, oh man, these pitches are horrendous, we can't bat it. We've seen this story play out before, right? When England bats well in Pakistan, all about Baz ball and the style. And when Pakistan batted well in return, it was all about the pitch. Is that is that kind of what happened? Yeah, 100%. Like, this was a pitch. At that point, I had 102 fever. I wanted to get out and go and bat on that pitch. <laughs> I was like, this is a great pitch. I think I could have got a double 100 on that track. I'm disappointed the highest score was only 156 by... Who got it? Harry Brook of 116 balls. I may have taken a bit more time, I think. But... Um, yeah, it was insane. I mean, it's not fun watching that kind of cricket either. It's it's dull. Yeah, you saw. I mean, the entertainment of the day was Joe Root shining the ball on Jack Leach's head. Like that's it, right? That shows that you how great. Literally, is. the greatest part of the day. And what was also fascinating is that I think these two test matches started within 24 hours of each other, right? So day one was yeah. let's say over a 24 hour period from ball one to ball whatever 100 end of over 180 um you had like six centuries and a 99 right like in, in, within those 24 hours so i'm just switching between these games and the apps and like just century 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 but century, did you century. get to watch any of the england pakistan game on tv it's so uh, weird I didn't actually. So it's so weird. They'd randomly just cut away for ads. Uh, There's a Sensodyne sensitivity moment, which is my favorite. They basically line up four people in the crowd. (laughs) One is given a hot cup of chai. One is given an ice cream. One is given a cold drink. And one is given something else. And they are just meant... They don't have any lines. They're just sitting there eating and drinking this. And the commentators are talking about the Sensodyne sensitivity moment. It's just... That's how exciting the cricket is. That's how long test cricket hasn't been there in Pakistan, right? (laughs) (laughs) The advertisers don't know what to do. Still from the 90s. Anyway, so England makes 657, Pakistan responds with 579. And then, Varun, last thing I want to ask you. England has declared with... Uh, with, at 264. (laughs) Sorry, Rahul Malhotra said, as well. That's so they randomly <laughs> cut away for these tea breaks in the middle of the of the telecast. Outstanding. Just absolutely outstanding. Um, Varun, let's quickly talk about this declaration strategy before DJ starts promoting more brands that haven't paid us to, to advertise on this show. <laughs> 343 runs needed with kind of, I think it was about, call it 120-ish overs, right? One full day plus 20 overs, knowing that we may not get a full day's play on the last day. This part of the, the continued aggressive English style of cricket, Pakistan's at 80 for two. So day five could go anywhere, right? It could they could make two hundred and sixty three. They could lose eight wickets. So could they could end up blocking out for a draw? All four yeah. results possible, as the commentators cliche say. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's sad that Azhar Ali got retired hurt within like two balls because um, that is just going to be a disadvantage tomorrow, right? They say effectively they are three down, um, and so it's. Yeah, I, I I feel like it would be a lot of fun if if Pakistan managed to chase this down. I don't know how the 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 pitch is playing out now on day four because um, yeah, honestly, I don't know if I I can't tell from the Pakistan bowler names. That's how that's how bad I am right now. Who's the spinner? I mean, the what, what are those bowlers? This is the team that's supposed to have some amazing bowlers. I yeah, saw some serious is, medium pace being bowled in that place. Like, what is happening? But, but I don't know. If, if they chase it, will it be called Razball after Ramiz? 
Yeah, it should. If that's it, like that's how, that that, that's where we have to. We've hit our peak yes, for it. this episode. All right, guys. I realize we spent all of our time. We haven't even talked to the India New Zealand series. That's how boring it was, with most of them being rain affected. One draw, one tactical draw that India managed thanks to Duckworth Lewis. But we'll maybe cover those the, next time. Yeah. I think Razball is as good a note as we can end this show on. Um, thank you all for joining. Varun, DJ, this has been fun. Varun, I know it's time for bed for you. DJ, I hope you feel better. You've been a little under the weather. And this has been the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. If you're not watching us live, or uh, you can always catch us on YouTube, like and subscribe, or at One Tip One Hand on all the social medias. We're back to streaming. Now we figured out technology. We're back to live broadcasting this on Facebook. So if anybody still uses that platform, please make sure you uh, watch us on there. And we'll be back next week. This has been the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast.